0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Knowing Place podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Smith. And this is my first official episode, so I'm excited just to share with you and just be transparent and hopefully encourage some, trigger some to think, just provide some peace and love and Liberty, hopefully. Uh, I want to start off first and foremost, just to say thank you for tuning in. Um, if you'll noticed on my cover art of the podcast, I have Yellow Carnation. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, I had an experience at my late wife's funeral with a couple of flowers, actually, a yellow carnation and a yellow rose. Uh, Yellow being her favorite color. So I didn't take it as coincidence when I had these two unique experiences with these flowers. Um, The carnation fell right by my feet as they were taking one of thousands of flower arrangements out of the church after the funeral. And the second was a yellow rose that I found on the steps of the church as I was leaving the church after the funeral. And me being the scientist that I am, I went home and later on gathered myself and decided to, you know, do some research and see exactly what the meaning of these flowers was. Because, you know, I felt like they meant something. I didn't think that I just... um you know, experienced them by chance, and so of course I already knew that a yellow rose represents friendship, and so I took that as a positive omen. Um, again, I don't, I don't want to sound spooky or or far fetched, but I don't think it was a coincidence that I found that yellow rose um, when I did, for sure, and. The carnation is a very unique flower as well. This one fell, as I said, right by my feet as I was sitting in the church um, after the funeral. And so I picked it up, put it in my pocket as I did the yellow rose. Um, and so when I went home to do some research about the carnation, I found out that it has many meanings. Um, anything from love and affection to gratitude, of course, depending on the colors. The colors are specific, but um, love and affection, gratitude. Um, And so it had so many significant meanings to me that I just really felt that between the carnation and the rose, they both felt like some types of communication from my wife. And of course, being in the grips of grief and, you know, just... Desperate for her presence, which, of course, would grow greater and greater over the course of the last several years, which I'll touch on at a later date. But I don't take the significance of those two flowers for granted. Both the carnation and the rose. So that's why I included the carnation, the yellow carnation, on my cover art of the podcast. Now, the second part of my podcast is the name being knowing place and this particular name also came out of experience that I had during my grief of the last three and a half years of my wife's loss and it relates to a dream that I had and this dream is quite significant because because of this dream I was liberated truly from my grief do I still miss my wife? Desperately. Do I want to hang out with her and talk to her and laugh with her and listen to her genius and watch her create So such a creative being she was and hear her laugh and her sarcasm, all of those things. But I can think on those things now and miss those things about her without it being debilitating as they once were before my dream. So my dream was set in a place a specific place that I'll talk about later as well But I call the place that I was in overall the knowing place because in this place there was no talking there was no seeing per se the senses didn't matter as much but you were still able to know things things were communicated to you without you hearing them you were able to interpret things without actually seeing them it's very strange, but it was a very unique experience. So out of that dream and out of my two experiences with two different flowers at my wife's funeral, I came up with the knowing place and the cover art of the carnation. The yellow carnation specifically being her favorite color. I'll get into the details of those some more later as well. Um, I met my wife. Well, at the time, I first saw my wife at the age of 16 or so, probably in 1987 or so, uh, maybe fall 86 at the age of 16. So she was a cheerleader for a local high school, and their school came down to play my school, and I wasn't playing football at the time. And I looked across the field, and I saw her cheering, and I just as a 16-year-old kid, I said, I got to meet that girl. I don't know who she is. But, you know, me being a super shy kid, I would never go over and say, hey, I'm Chuck and, you know, be cool or anything like that. I was super shy. So I just saw her and I asked around about her and a few people knew who she was. So one day I just decided to, out of the blue, call her. I found her phone number and I called her out of the blue. She had no clue who I was, but She was such a sweetheart of a person, super nice, and she just entertained me. She talked to me for a few minutes on that first night, and I was nervous when we talked, and it was was good. It was nice. And, you know, after that, um, a trend started where I would call her on every Thursday evening. I'm going to date myself here. After the Cosby show and Different World went off, I would call her. I think that was around 8.30, I would call her, and we talk and talk more and more each time. And sometimes it got to a point where she would call me sometimes. So it it was cool. And finally got to meet her in person. And I was super nervous. And, you know, we went out on a couple of dates, things like that. But nothing really ever materialized, although I wanted it to. She just had me in the friend zone. So I was stuck there, but it was all good. So fast forwarding a little bit. Me just becoming frustrated eventually with just not being able to, you know, be with her as I wanted to. I mean, we hung out some in college. She would come up to visit me and sometimes meet me and go to a ball game with me or something. But again, nothing ever really materialized relationship wise with us. So I got frustrated and just kind of gave up on, you know, having a relationship with her, at least a romantic one. So, but she was still my friend, nevertheless. And, So as time progressed, um, when I was 30 years old, um, I had a son and of course she called to congratulate me and things like that, just being the friend that she is. And thereafter, um, I got married and unfortunately that marriage did not work out, um, And I have nothing negative to say about that. It just didn't work out. But, um, interestingly enough, the day my divorce was final, I saw Sherry, uh, out at a restaurant. It was her birthday as well, which is also crazy. And so I saw her by coincidence. Well, I don't believe in coincidence, by chance, let's say. And so I went over to her table with her, um, family where they were sitting and I just wished her happy birthday and she was surprised I remembered. of course she knew I wasn't going to forget her birthday but she acted surprised anyway told her happy birthday and she had heard about you know me going through a divorce and all but she didn't reach out to me during that time to say anything but she knew I was going through it but after that chance encounter we kind of stayed in touch Um, this would have been in July of 2007 so we reconnected some at that point and started chit chat on the phone. Some, I wasn't interested in all in a relationship because coming off of this divorce, I was just, man, I was done. I was hurt. It was rough. You know, it was just a tough, tough time. But as they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So I wasn't interested in a relationship, but I was, you know, she was my friend. So we got back in touch that way. So a few months later, after we, you know, got back in touch, she called me and, you know, she was like, hey, I'm thinking about taking a job overseas and I want you to pray for me, you know, about decision and what to do. I said, cool, I got you. So some weeks passed. She calls back and I said, so are you deciding to take the job or no? And she paused. And she said, well. No, because I've been diagnosed with colon cancer. And of course, I stopped breathing for a few seconds. It felt like, and I said, "Okay, um, I'm gonna stand with you in faith and walk with you through this." You know, I'm your friend, and I love you. I care about you. So, and she later revealed to me that that's really why she was telling me, like, because she knew I would, you know, support her and be with her as her friend. So, I appreciated that. Once again, not interested at all in our Hey, y'all. Sorry for the interruption. Please stay tuned for a short commercial break. And we'll get right back to the podcast. Thanks. Relationship, but I was definitely going to be there for my friend. So. She got her diagnosis and went right into surgery and radiation and chemo as they do, what do you call it, cut, burn, and cut slash burn, something they say like that with the whole chemo radiation regimen they put you through. And so I wanted to come over and visit her. Um, She was in Atlanta at the time, so I wanted to come over and visit her and just show my support and, you know, just let her know that uh, I had her back. So we went out to eat and. I asked her point blank, I said, do you want to survive? She said, of course I want to survive. I said, okay, so I'm going to stand in faith with you and I'm going to believe with you that you're going to make it through this. And So, after that weekend of hanging out with her a little bit, I realized that I still loved her. But again, I wasn't interested in her relationship, so I wasn't going to pursue that, but I did realize I still loved her. Now, you know, uh, so after coming back home um I wrote a poem about just how I felt about her realizing I still loved her. I'll share that with you some other time but um fast forward that was probably October of 07. Um by December of 07 we were dating. Crazy, right? By May of 08 we were engaged. And by November of 08, the 15th to be exact, we were married. So I went from devastating divorce to reconnecting with my friend since 16 years old, not wanting a relationship, to dating, to engage, to married in a year's time. And so I was finally with the woman of my dreams since I was 16. And I married her with the full knowledge that she was battling a life-threatening disease, stage four colon cancer. But I didn't care because it was Sherry. So I loved her. I always loved her. So I was going to be with her regardless. And so she battled so strongly y'all, for eight years, chemo, radiation, surgeries, almost seven days a week of chemo sometimes with breaks, some breaks sometimes. But she was such a trooper, so strong. So resilient, always remain loving, faithful, kind, all still volunteering, still being you know philanthropic, starting her own children's book line and and really promoting that and very successful at it. She had to stop her job as an attorney just because the stress and the strain of that that life that job was just too much for her and undergoing treatment so she was down about that for a while and that kind of springboarded her into her book Endeavor which was quite successful and it's still around today her books uh, Game Day Rules Uh, is one series and then her Little Sherry series as well I'll promote that some more later and so she battled she was strong y'all for eight years and I watched her battle And it was tough to sit on the sidelines. At least I felt like sitting on the sidelines and watching her suffer and not being able to help her. Um, Just in and out of the hospital. Just various trials and tribulations of cancer treatments. But again, she persevered. She really showed me what it means to persevere. She showed me what it means to Get busy even though you don't feel well. Not feeling well is not an excuse. You can still be successful. You can still create. You can still motivate. And you can still help others even when you don't feel well. You can still work when you don't feel well. She really taught me that watching her suffer. And so I had the utmost confidence, the utmost faith that she was going to beat this cancer. I just knew she would beat it. I knew that she would be healed of it. I didn't know how it was going to be done, but I trusted that the Most High, the powers that be, would deliver her from this. And so watching her suffer and finally around October of 2016, she got deathly ill went to the hospital. And I went there to the hospital and stayed there with her every night. Again, hoping and believing the whole time that she would come home because she had bounced back so many times before. But unfortunately, um, on November 2nd of 2016, I literally watched her take her last breath. Um, I saw her inhale and she never exhaled. And at this point, she had been unconscious for about probably a couple of weeks. I forget. It's so blurry, actually. But Even while she was unconscious and vital signs all over the place, heart rate, super high blood pressure, really low, I still held out hope that she would be healed. I just didn't doubt. I never doubted. Never. My faith wavered some, sure, but I just never doubted that she would bounce back again so watching her last breath it shook me in every way spiritually emotionally psychologically it has forever changed me which I'll touch on how later but um, seeing her pass away really sent me on a three and a half year journey of depression so I had some anxiety which I've never had. I had some panic attacks. Just lamenting, trying to understand what happened, trying to process what I saw when I watched her pass away, trying to understand if I missed something. Could I have done more? Did I support her enough? Was I too focused on her surviving? I often often um I'm sorry, I often ask myself, was I so focused on her surviving? Was I present enough for her in her dying? You know, I struggle with that. Uh, she knows I loved her, but I, I just hope that I gave her the support that she needed and deserved during that time. And so this whole ordeal up to now. Uh, which I'm free from the grief, and I'll tell you how that happened too later, but. The whole ordeal up to now is what really. Prompted this podcast because I learned through transparency, through sharing with my friends, through some therapy sessions, things of that nature. Nothing's more important than perspective. You know, a person can lose perspective. And they can lose hope. And once you lose hope. It's a dark, dark place to be in. People give up when they lose hope. I understand that. I can relate to that now. I see why people, you know, end up on drugs, end up committing suicide. I have a healthy respect for those things now. Not that I was there, but I can see where if a person becomes hopeless enough, death seems like a good option. I understand that. And so I have a healthy respect for people who struggle that way. Whereas I used to be judgmental about it. I used to be, you know, look down on somebody. Oh, they were a coward and committed suicide. No, there's no cowardice in that. In my opinion, my personal opinion, it takes a lot of courage to make a decision to end your life, if you think about that. In some cases. So I have a healthy respect. And uh, sometimes a person just wants to escape their circumstances. And sometimes... That escape is in the form of suicide or drug addiction or alcohol addiction or whatever the addiction is just to help escape that reality just for a minute, just to get some relief, some reprieve from their pain, from their hopelessness. So it is my hope and prayer that this podcast will bring some peace, some perspective, some liberty to those who listen. So I look forward to your comments, your input, your critiques, your suggestions for topics that you'd like to hear me talk about and expound upon. And hopefully I can find a way to integrate maybe some of your calls or some of your uh, links into the podcast where we can like have a Q&A session live or just have you on as guests, things of that nature. I'm just open and excited to what the potential is for this podcast. So Buckle up with me. I'm just excited about the prospects and looking forward to just growing with you. I'm sending you peace and love at all times. You can follow the podcast if you like. In addition to following it on your favorite podcast platform, I have a Facebook page, The Knowing Place. Uh, it's The Knowing Place, at Knowing Place on Twitter. Um, the Knowing Place on Instagram. And I also have an email address, the letter T, knowingplace at gmail.com. And I also have some merchandise that I'm going to have available. It's going to be at slash the Knowing Place. So I just look forward, to, as I said, to getting to know some of you and hopefully providing some perspective that can help. You and me continue to navigate this thing we call life. So, again, I leave you with peace and love. And thank you so much for joining me. Good night. Thanks so much for checking out my first podcast. I hope you join me for many more. If you want to leave any feedback, questions, comments, critiques. You may click the voice messages tab to do so, or you may email me at the letter T, knowingplace at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Peace and love.